mm-hmm. people that like okay you go to you go to you know into the heart of the austria and whatnot in different places and people are skiing you know the, they go they go in for a coffee at you know all the televisions have it on you know they're ducking in from skiing they're watching a world cup that's on wherever or they they drop everything and they go watch but you know let's face it here in sun valley right say we had a world cup you took your family up here for a ten thousand dollar weekend you know uh you know you're paying 125 bucks a day to go skiing uh and you're not you know like Let's face it. There's not a lot of hardcore ski fans, anyways, and even the hardcore ones, you have to start to say, "Hmm, 125 bucks. We took, a, you know, we, you know, we flew out here. We got the, we're staying at the lodge. We're dropping some coin. This is awesome. You know what? We'll uh, watch the, you know, record it. You know, like put, you know, get the, right, you know, get right. the VHS fired up." <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, so I mean, nights all, you know, you ski all day, you, you know, and then you have, you know, it's right. more of a party atmosphere. It's an after ski kind of uh, endeavor. You can really promote people to come and ski yep. and yep. watch and have entertainment, which, you know, becomes maybe a little bit more adult entertainment for the later night. But you still have enough of the, you know, that twilight hours where the kids, you know, coming off the hill skiing and, and they get to get out and watch the World Cup and, and really, you know, expend their last energy of having a great time because skiing you know even in even in the uh in the the last vestige of the of the alps is is becoming a uh, an expensive endeavor that you know you have to really plan your day plan your weekend plan your holiday around mm-hmm. and um anyhow that that's you know some of the, i mean like i loved all the all the all the night events and Unfortunately, not like the girls, you know, like we, we didn't get to, get to go to Ore and, and run the GS under the lights, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. That um, was really cool last year we, watching that. When they we in Europa Cup, we had a couple of night, you know, like you go up north, you know, you're up there and, and you know, Santa Claus's, you know, digs there in Levy, you know, we did a Europa Cup. So we did GSs on that hill under yeah. the lights, too. So, um, yeah, I'm all for it. I mean, it's just such such a super cool vibe. And you know, think, imagine for the athletes too. I mean, I, I I would think you know when you kind of walk in every every race is you're pretty used to races being pretty low key and mundane. Like even like a Noram is not going to have anybody at the in the, in the finish corral, you know. Yeah. But you know, and and even some World Cups, like you know, you watch the women at Lake Louise, <laughs> and you just got to the finish, and it's just like. There's there's not a single soul there to pat you on the ass and say, "Hey, you did great. I'm so glad I made it." Yeah, you it, know, it's it's interesting. Like the the you touching on this night slalom, like racing at Madonna and coming into coming into town, and you're like, "Where are they going to fit all these people?" And and you're like, eh, "There's not going to be that many people here. I don't think so." And then you kick out of the starting gate, and you it's a shorter slalom. It's probably the shortest time slalom on on, on circuit. But you come down that final pitch, and it is people are packed on top yeah, of you. It's really congested. It's congested, and it's like you can feel the do, atmosphere. Do you like that vibe though? Do you, do you do you dig it? A lot of I I feed I've always fed off of it. It, yeah. it was you just wanted to rip turns in front of these people. It, yeah, it, you just wanted to send it, and it it's a it's such a cool environment and atmosphere. And you get that at Madonna. You get that atmosphere. You know, at Zagreb, and you get it at Schladming. Mm-hmm. You know, the three night slums are just—it's a different level of excitement. You can feel it in the starting gate, and it's something about racing at night, racing in front of a crowd. And and what's so unique about Madonna is, you know, Zagreb and Schladming. There's a lot more room for these fans, even though Schladming is there's so many people. 
but Madonna is packed. I mean, yeah. we're talking packed in there. It the road, one of the main roads and streets to get in and out of the city is right off the race hill, um, and and you don't know where these people are going to go, and then all of a sudden they're there, and they're like right on top of you. So it's a it's a really cool environment, and it's a it's an interesting slalom hill because you're really not tired at the bottom ever. Some of these slums that are now 55 seconds, most of the guys. You know, you don't have much leg left on the bottom gates, but Madonna, um, you do. You know, it's 40, I would say 48 seconds, 47. And so it's a, it's a, it's a, a slalom hill that you can really attack and, and really attack the top flats, really attack the bottom flats and, and maintain speed because it has a false, false fall away, false fall line um, oh, over, over the, over the pitch and some of those hard turns. So it'll be interesting to see, you know. Who can do it? And the and the Italians are, you know, as you say, they they have a strong slalom team. So last year they were packed in there, and they will be again this year with Taller, Molg, um, Razzoli, yeah. and, and Stefano Gross. So it's it's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, for yeah. sure, totally. It's 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 really super cool, super cool venue. Not like Lake Lee's coming into Lake, <laughs> where you see you know you see more people at Tim Hortons at three a.m. Uh, <laughs> guilty, guilty. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyways, night. You know, yeah. more night stuff. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. And um, you got any, uh, you got any picks for us here, Phil? And the, in the GS at Altamadia, the, the parallel at Altamadia. Who are you feeling these days? Or, or the slum in, in, uh, in Madonna di Campiglia? Well, um, yeah, I would, I would say. Um, you're gonna see Ligeti. Uh, this is a um, this is kind of his hill to some degree. I mean, and, and it's, it's exactly, so, it's so yeah. funny. Like when you watch ski again, ski racing is is has such a heavy emphasis on confidence. Like that's why you see weird stuff, not weird stuff happen, but it's it's actually fairly common that a guy like Nyman wins. You know, you know, one venue, you know, one or two places, and then and that can grow. Most people, that's how, that's how it grows. You, you have this, you know, this intimate relationship with a place that transcends your kind of whole approach to ski racing and your whole confidence. I mean, Rolves was the same way. When Rolves, you know, won his first races in Quitbell, right? Because, you know, he went up there, you know, Mo had won the Olympics there. Mo had been, you know, good on that track, both in the World Cup and in the, at the Olympics. And, you know, kind of like, yeah, you know, we can do this here, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, the Yanks, we can go here. And then he won there and he always was in there, boom. You know, and and then the great skiers you see, they just start to they start to take that to other venues. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, anyways, you know, Ted having won a lot of places has a lot of confidence. But still, you see, he has certain places that um, he feeds on, and I think he's uh, he's going to really come ripping out of uh, the disappointment of uh, of Beaver Creek and the GS, anyhow. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, and uh, he's watched, but I mean, obviously, Hersher is. I'm not going to say unstoppable this year, but he's he's um, it's a bit silly almost. I'd have to say, and and actually watching him manhandle uh, the worst GS venue uh, in the on the tour, which is the new track in Val d'Isere, mm-hmm. where it's you know this again. You know, uh, w- wouldn't it be interesting to have a rule that said, "Hey, listen, the, our number one rule for course setting and distances is one, is, is safety and uh, and." You know, a beautiful looking race. Yeah, and that's you know, I, we're you, not just going to just not going to pack. We're going to pack gates. Well, you got to have one venue that isn't like that, I suppose. <laughs> well, anyways, 
But I mean, I was blown away. Yeah. With his departure from the rest of the field, um, he's clearly always had you know taken his fitness really serious, and you know we got saw a lot of that you know jackass banter back and forth about who's stronger and is Ted working out enough and this guy or that guy. It's like I mean, everyone's working. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. But I mean, he takes it like. You know, he's definitely on the Herman end of the gym, you know, the DDA end of the gym where they're just like, you know, they're bananas about this. I mean, he is so, I mean, like to watch him ski that second run. uh, And I mean, I heard some quotes where it was like, yeah, it ran really good this year. It looked looks like it looks horrible every year. Yeah. (laughs) And it looked really tough and and disjuncted and, and, you know, just terrain was eating it, you know, eating it up because it. You're throwing your skis around and that kind of, and he There's was, nothing pretty about. He was rock solid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was just, so. Anyhow, he's obviously, you know. But I think Ted's going to come back and 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 he's you know he's going to try to make a statement at this at this venue, which he's done in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you're a betting man, if number one matters and you know uh, first loser and the rest isn't really on your scorecard, I'd pick I'd pick Liggety to win the race. Um, I think things aren't mixing up too much, you know, if you see right now so far across the board and, uh, <clears throat> in, in certain events, I mean, there's a couple guys that are just seem to be, uh, locking up the top, you know, in the top five, it's not a lot of, a lot of random stuff going on, a big mix. Right. So I think you're not going to see a big departure from that. Um, I'd love to see Pintero actually, which I don't even know how to pronounce his name anymore. I mean, listening to the commentators, I've heard his name pronounced like 16 different ways. No, you said yeah. it. You just said it right. That's <laughs> yeah. how you pronounce it, everyone. Pintoroza, um, he's, <laughs> I, I'm, he still somehow seems to struggle with that head setup. I don't know what his deal is, but I mean, that guy is so good. I mean, um, he's never really been a huge, like done something great here, but that's more of just, uh, I guess, my, my interest sort of talking, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, he still is on the younger side of things. Oh, yeah. For sure, yeah. which is in his, you know, in his, in his, his court. He's got yeah. that going for him. Fanara, it's Fanara, right? Who was, uh, um, Thomas had that great race in, um, yeah, uh, a couple GSs ago. Sold. Beaver Creek was a snow. Was, uh, where, where did he hit the podium? Was it Beaver Sold. Creek? Fanara, was it? Didn't he win for Sean Solden this year? He had a great race there. I don't know sure. where he ended up, but yeah. I want to say he ended up on the podium at Beaver Creek, correct? Hey, I could I could look it up. Oh well, let's not let's not go <laughs> yeah. crazy. But I mean, Fanar is skiing really well, and the French GS team is, you know, is pretty badass. It's but, cool to see that happen. Yeah. Um, it's been a while, I suppose. In any regard, I'm, I'm going to go with, you know, just the just the pole pole position. I'm going to say yeah. Ted Liggett is going to win that race. In, in last year in Slalom, we had a ton of different winners. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I, I feel so different. It just seems like it's such a different, you know, so. Um, kind of blocked up. The top spots are kind of, you know, these top three, four names floating around in there. There's not, there hasn't been. Like, last year was really exciting. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. one, I wonder if, did did we see, did we see the birth of the slalom, the slalom god this year in Christofferson <laughs> at, at Val d'Isere? Is that, I'm I'm really interested to see if, does he back it up in, in Madonna di Campiglio? He, he's, he's been on the cusp, I think, for a couple seasons now where, you know, where he's he's getting ready to prove that this is this is who he is and this is where he belongs. I mean, he's still a very young kid, but you know it's and I and I think it, you know obviously we talk about confidence and it's but it's it's just the mental game of bringing it to every race. But I I mean that kid technically his skiing blows me away and I, I just I think that he's just been teetering like 
is he going to show himself and the rest of the world that, okay, yes, this is where I do belong, or is it still going to be this patchy one run here, a race there, whatever. What I'm excited for, and, and I think he'll, he'll do well at Altavidia, but what I'm excited for is Chowder at, at Madonna, because if that's, <laughs> that's a sprinter's course, and him just get, getting to fourth grand, he's a little behind, but still, that he's a sprinter. Yeah, and, and uh, it's interesting you say that. We, we went to Madonna... I want to say three years ago for Europa Cup, and and Dave ripped. I want to say he was fourth in the Europa Cup there, starting back. Um, and then you know la- last year I think he was okay. Uh, the year before the World Cup there, he he went out, but he has he's had success on that hill. Um, he's definitely skiing. I believe the best in his career. And what that fourth does for a guy who's twenty fifth in the world and. And in the way of the U.S. Ski team now, that 25th mark is huge. Mm-hmm. Your A team, fully funded. And at his age, if he doesn't get top 25 this year, he's out. You know, he's, yeah. either, he's either not back on the U.S. Ski team or he's paying a lot of money to ski race right. World Cups. That, what that fourth did is, hey, buy pressure. Now I can go rip. And, right. and, and he's done that multiple times in his career. Like, it seems like when his back's against the wall... He steps up. Yeah, and so and so entering the season to do that right off the bat, uh, you can touch on this a little bit, Phil. But I think the pressure's off of Dave, and and now we can really see his his true, you know, free slalom turns, you know, mm-hmm. free filling, skiing, and and that's when it's going to be exciting because there's a lot more that no one's seen out of Dave Chinsky yet. Yeah, words. Now it'll be um um this could be a great little uh, uh, pre Christmas trip for Dave. Um, because both of those hills uh, lean towards him. He just threw a bunch of World Cup startless points in both GS and Slalom, mm-hmm. and, you know, onto the board. <clears throat> um, it's not a lot of snow. The snow will be wicked hard. Yep. Which mm-hmm. he is um, in his wheelhouse. <clears throat> the GS is really demanding. It's really tough. Um, I think that's more suits him than a than a grippy. Uh, Rolly, uh, you know, GS track, um, and Madonna being a little shorter is, pro- you know, probably will, you know, and it is, it's no bullshit too. I mean, it's a, it's yeah. a fairly demanding pitch on there mm-hmm. and the snow I think is going to be, uh, <clears throat> barring any change in the weather, uh, extremely hard. So yeah, things should line up well for him and you're right. You see, he doesn't have to worry about certain things anymore. And now, I mean, ski racing is all about expectation management, you know, uh, now he can actually just have the you know be dealing with start position, strategy first run, second run, just trying to really compete mm-hmm. and not compete about you know where where do I fit in the team and where do I fit in you know am I going to be able to do this any longer is my dream is my life going away you know right all those kind all that kind of <clears throat> life pressure I mean, goddamn sports hard enough as it is yeah. <clears throat> only one winner yeah so you so that'll be cool he he's gonna I think he's he's poised to be. He's poised to be a real uh, um, spoiler. And it's cool. It, the U.S. hasn't had that in Slalom in a little bit, so it's it's fun. I think um, you coached the World Championships at Val d'Isere when they moved to that new speed venue. That's where the ladies are racing this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you touch on the speed speed venue for the ladies in Val d'Isere? And, and you know, is is Lindsay beatable? Um, well, first off, <clears throat> let's go the 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 new. Um, the new track that for the guys side, I've, I've, I've been around a bit, but, um, I departed right before that, uh, oh, okay. that world championships where they, they came across with the girls into that yeah. joint finish, which is <laughs> wicked. 
uh, track, you know. And I'm going to say actually probably the ladies' venues there are better than yep. the guys, even though it's pretty hard for the girls. Um, the old the old Valdezera courses were were you know were good. They were they, you know, but much more much uh, you'd actually say gentle would mm-hmm. almost be the term because now it's it's a pretty in your face to a point where it's almost you know not enjoyable to, for ski racing on the guy's side and the tech on the on the giant song but in any regard i don't i don't think i think lindsey vaughn's going to be really hard to to pull off of her role at, at this point mm-hmm. especially in the in the speed events and it's downhill it's downhill gs i believe they're correct yeah, there is some tech involved. Yeah, yeah, it's it's down it's, it's downhill GS, I believe. Which um, I, I'm still trying to get my head around, you know, her GS win in Ore. Well, yeah, not, not right? I mean, in, not not just my head around her when like she's she's a, she's a, but she skied GS really well. I mean, it, I mean, just she, just the way she looked, she was not as hippie as as she you know you know can be in in GS. She was moving really well, uh, stacking her hip up over ski and 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 skiing uh, more power finesse, where she either tends to be kind of on the power side of the gym, or uh, you know, but not necessarily you know finesse a little bit on the speed side. But you know, her GS has always been more of a uh, you know chopping wood to get the job done, and and she was uh, she just looked gorgeous um, technically, so. Yeah, she's going to be, that's going to be, could be her whole weekend again. Mm-hmm. Downhill and GS seems to be lining up for her. She's going to be strong in all three of those those disciplines. And there is a combined there as well. So, so. downhill, GS, and a combined. Yeah, slap on the side. Oh, that's seats. right, because uh, Michaela was going to run. That was going to be yeah. her first debut in combined. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it'll be fun to see uh, if, I don't even know if Lindsay's um, pushing herself in slalom, you know, jumping into combines or not, but. Man, she's. I'm, I'm willing to bet she's got the same well. approach as uh, Ted, where less is more. It's long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's inter- inter- interesting to me, like Lindsay's. We touched on confidence, right? And uh, and coming out of Lake Louise, the confidence just has to be, yeah. like at an all time high again. And and once she gets rolling, she's almost unbeatable. And and for me to be watching her, you sit there and and, and you think. All right, I don't know if anyone's going to challenge her in the overall globe. With Michaela being out now, um, the women's field not as deep. Yeah, uh, she could really start to distance herself this weekend and, and run away with it. Oh yeah, she's just like you know Tom Brady and a healthy Patriots team. I mean, is there anybody that's going to stop that? <laughs> oh man, are we really going there? No, I, oh I totally did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh boy, uh, <sighs> now Lindsay is she's yeah. It was uh, uh, actually tough to watch her confidence falter in the past, and it yeah. took some really, really big act, you know, injuries back, you know, back to back, and kicked around, you know, to crack that shell. And you could see it, right? Like as soon as her confidence waned, I mean, she still was, you know, could go out and win on a given day. But when uh, in in her prime, like when we seen her in the past, we're just like, you know, okay, this week, you know, Lindsey Vaughn wins again this weekend. Lindsey Vaughn wins right. again this weekend. You know, it's just like she's back um, in terms level. of her confidence. And I think you're going to be seeing, you know, Ingemar is going to have to, is probably going to have to start sweating here. Um, uh, and uh, you could, she could really, she could do it. She could, you know, go all the way, <laughs> you know. 
Well, I mean, you know, it's it's she's dangerous. She's single again, and you know that's that opens up a lot of doors to to ski more. You know, <laughs> there's, no, there's no. It's not like well, maybe I'll settle down, getting a little bit older. It might be now. Nah, she's got nothing on her plate. Let's go kick some ass on the ski slopes. <laughs> no, she's 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 obviously you know. There's no reason you know for her to 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 slow down or or, or think otherwise. For now, she's she's still relatively you know, young, mm-hmm. um, in comparison to where it can go. And she's, you know, not a stretch in anyone's imagination to go strong all the way through, uh, through Korea. And, you know, let's face it, you know, for her to, what is it, 87, 86, 87 World Cup wins as Ingemar has, um, it's not only maybe, it's like, you know, yeah, barring anything, it's almost like a, uh, you know, preordained Right. Uh, achievement and that is saying something already saying that i mean like I, i'm like i'm a big i'm big on numbers big on studying the sport and the statistics and i i just can't i just can't i just sometimes i see i look at it i look at her i look at her rat record and i'm just like how and like oh my like it's no you can't even really express that to anybody because to win a world just to win you know 10 world cups double digits is like you know <laughs> yeah, you know, and throwing it, you know, and sprinkling a, you know, a, a big medal, one or two, you know, like kind of a, you know, a, a Marco Buchel career, a Steve Mayer career, you know, a Darren Rolfs career, mm-hmm. you know, Darren was, I think, 13, 12, 13 World Cup wins, um, amazing. So what is she sixty something? <laughs> I just like you know I don't even like what is like that's, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, yeah. she's like crushing, oh. you know, like the Tombas and the Myers and the, you know, the Millers and the, you know. Uh, uh, who was the Swiss girl who was so good for all those years um, uh, well I was seeing that Anya, Anya Pearson well Anya Pearson moment. as well too you know I mean she you know like but she's um, you know coastal lit she's just like see you later yeah you right know, like in the record books it's just wow and what she's it's gonna be cool this weekend to see yeah see if she can keep that keep it rolling keep it rolling and what she's been through to be able to do it, the injury right and, and injuries to when you're already successful and you get hurt, what drives you to come back? And and for her to to have that drive to be like, no, I'm not done. I want right. to keep going at this. I think it's the the mental strength that she has. Um, not only the physical tools is is just um, it's light years ahead of of anyone else in her field. Yeah, no, super cool. Well, Phil, thanks a lot for uh, well, thanks being for available. having me in the studio, guys. I mean, maybe. Maybe, uh, you know, turn the heat up next time, you know, get a wood stove in here or something. I mean, you got all this New Hampshire paraphernalia on the wall. How about a nice cast iron, you know, hot belly stove in here? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll uh, get on it. I'll, get, uh, I'll, I'll see, see if some of my friends at uh, Antique Alley there on Route 4 can uh, send me something oh, here. To... Perfect. That's what I'm talking well, we're, about. We're building up to the Dan Patrick Show man cave. You know, we need some more sports more, more leather. Yeah. <laughs> more leather. Yeah. You know, you're coming. It's, it's good. I mean, it's nice sitting on the side of the desk. I mean, this is pretty, uh, you know. This is pretty daunting. (laughs) (laughs) Right on, Phil. Thanks Thanks so much for joining us. All right, guys. Thanks again for tuning in for another episode of Peace Off. Uh, It was great great listening to Phil McNichol, so uh, I'm excited for this this weekend. He's a legend uh, and a scholar. He's a a man among boys. (laughs) So we have to, as always, thank our sponsors. Yes, uh, FantasySkiRacer.com and Shred Slytech. 
And we've got a lot more um, episodes coming up shortly as the World Cup season is in full-blown effect right now. It's awesome. Uh, the January slalom, slalom season's upon us, and uh, can't wait for some of these classic downhills to come, too. Absolutely. So uh, keep checking your updates on your uh, podcast app, and uh, Will? You know, have a great ski racing weekend.